Welcome to A Different Way of Traveling. This is a podcast where we discuss travel for persons with disabilities and special needs in South Africa and beyond with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. Hi there, and thanks for joining us on today's episode of A Different Way of Travelling, a podcast on accessible travel brought to you by Accessible South Africa. I'm your host, Lois Strachan. Have you ever thought about what it might be like to go on safari if you're traveling in a wheelchair. Today, we talk to accessible tour operators, Epic Enabled, who are based in South Africa, about safaris and other tours that they operate in and around South Africa. Then, we're diving into another Travel Tech Corner, where we meet with the team from Edit Microsystems to talk about a device to help a traveler with a disability. Remember, if you'd like to share this podcast with your friends and family, we'd love for you to do that. You can always rate us on iTunes or just tell people about what we're doing here on A Different Way of Traveling. But now, let's find out a little bit more about Epic Enabled. on the podcast, we're chatting to Sabine Smith from Epic Enabled, a tour operator based in Cape Town in South Africa. Welcome to A Different Way of Traveling, Sabine. How are you today? Thank you so much, Lois. I'm fine, thanks. And how are you? I am very well, thank you. It's great to have you with us. Maybe we can just start off by learning a little bit about Epic Enabled. Can you tell us a bit about the history of the company and how you started? Sure. Um, Epic Enabled is uh, founded by Alfie Smith, my husband, and he started off first, uh, he's a qualified uh, mechanic, and he started traveling as a youngster, and he was driving the double-decker bus in London, amongst other things, and doing overland tours in South America for three years. And then he also did um, Cross Africa for about two years, and then he started Epic Expeditions, which was an overland company in 1992. Um, and he did the very popular Cape Town to Big Falls route by Namibia and Botswana. And that's when I joined him in 94. I was born in Switzerland and I came down just before uh, Mandela's election. Um, so I started to join Epic Enabled in 94. Um, and there we started to sort of look around for different options, what to do. And we decided, or we found that we didn't see many um, disabled travelers in the area. And we started with Epic Enabled in 2001. And that's when we started our accessible safaris. Um, and then in 2010, um, just before the Soccer World Cup, we also opened an Epic Guest House, which is a fully accessible guest house in Cape Town. And sort of we've been going since then ever strong and been running tours uh, on a monthly basis. And yeah, been going from there. It's so interesting because... I'm surprised at the number of tour operators who do focus on 
the accessible travel sector. What made you decide to focus on that particular sector? Um, we basically, we used to do overland tours um, and we just looked for a, a different market, something a bit different to do, to travel around. And we found that at that time, there weren't a lot of um, disabled travelers in the areas we went to. And we decided to see if we can change that to make it possible for everybody. And that's how we really started off with first running our normal standard um, overland safaris and then starting with disabled tours at the same time. Um, and then we now only specialize on accessible travel. Do you find that there has been an increase in the number of persons with disabilities who are traveling? Definitely, yes. I think it's it's opened up a lot more. Um, people realize that just because you have a disability doesn't mean that you can't travel. Um, so I think there's more options available that you can go and people with internet and everything as well, you can do more research and find out what's available and, and sort of enjoy from this. I definitely think it has increased, yes. I think it's I think it's really great to see that more options are becoming available globally and people are becoming a little bit more aware of the needs of travelers with disabilities. But I want to dig down a little deeper into the types of services that you offer. Can you just tell us some of the offerings that you have? Sure. Um, we have scheduled tours. So we specialize, we started off to specialize with a, an eight-day Kruger safari. Um, and then we added now a 12-day Kruger and Cape Town highlights tour, which is basically the eight-day safari plus four days in Cape Town. Or we do a five-day garden route tour, or we do private tours. Um, so it's it's a little bit all around in South Africa, but our main speciality is the, the Kruger Safari. Um, and there we spend like four days in the Kruger and um, three days in the private reserve. So a lot of our travelers, they fly out to Joburg first, and then they do the Kruger Safari, and then they come down to, to Cape Town, and we show them Cape Town as well. And if you have time, you can still add a, a Kruger Safari, um, sorry, a Garden Route Safari as well, or just extend your stay in Cape Town. But then we also do um, private tours for if, you know, not everybody wants to join a group tour or something like that or has the same dates available. So you could also um, just contact us and we work on a private tour if you want to go somewhere specific that you maybe have family members or a place you always wanted to go and see. So we can also do that for, for individual tours. What sort of, you, you say you do monthly group tours. What size are the groups usually that you take on your monthly tours? Okay. Um, our vehicle, it's, it's difficult to restrict the numbers, but normally sort of 10 to 12 people um, is max. Um, it depends how many people we have in wheelchairs or people with crutches or other disabilities. Um, but yeah, our vehicles now can take sort of around about 12 people comfortably. Um, it's actually a larger vehicle. It uh, used to be a 26-seater um, uh, Iveco bus. So it could take a lot more people, but we've taken a lot of seats out, obviously, to make space for wheelchairs and other, a um, bit more leg room and everything. Um, but it's not that you have to book as a group. It's you can book individually. and We just join individual travelers on the same tour, which is obviously the nice as well that you get to meet people from all over the world and get to travel with other nationalities and see what they sort of do every day and everything. And are you serving mostly an international um, market in terms of people coming into South Africa? Or do you find there are also travelers, local travelers from South Africa who are making use of your services? 
Um, I think on our tours, it's mainly uh, predominantly Europeans and overseas travellers. Um, uh, in the guest house in Cape Town, we do have quite a fair amount of local travellers as well, which come down to Cape Town and sort of stay here. But on the tours, I think it's predominantly overseas. We haven't spoken much about the guest house. You said it is fully accessible. What kind of facilities do you have in the guest house? Okay, it's a, it's a very small guest house. We only have four rooms. Um, but all of the rooms have roll-in showers with guardrails and um, shower seats. Um, we also have a commode available here, which people can use if the shower seat is not big enough. Um, so it's quite small in, in that way, but it's just it's fully accessible that you can get around and, and make use of the kitchen and everything that's all available here. Great. So if someone does book a tour with you, what are they kind of likely to to expect when they arrive? What what kind of what's their experience likely to be like? Okay, so on our normal um, safaris, we generally obviously we pick you up from Johannesburg when you arrive, and then we normally stay a night first in Johannesburg, and then we leave the next day early to go to the Kruger, um, and then spend the first night there after the game drive, and we normally stay in the the bungalow stay in different camps in the Kruger. Um, and then we norm, it's basically, it's the same thing as a normal standard safari. Um, the only thing different is that we use accessible accommodation and that our vehicles are accessible. But everything else is, is the same as you would do or expect from a, from a safari. So we go on morning game drives in the morning, then come back in the middle of the day when it's the hottest time to relax a bit around the campsite and then go on a, a later afternoon game drive. Um, and it's the game drives are normally sort of between, oh, I would say around about three hours, but it's obviously very slow traveling because you stop for animals and you watch the sighting or stay in a waterhole or just enjoy the wildlife as you have it. Um, and then staying at the different camps. Normally we stay like four days in the Kruger um, and we do all our own cooking. So Alti is um, a master chef and uh, <laughs> he delights in culinary delights and everything. And then um, it's also nice to sit around a campfire in the evenings and when you sit in a that's what I like about the bush as well, that we don't stay in a hotel, which is just an, a hotel. You could be anywhere in the world that you just um, cut off. So we are in bungalows. They do have air conditions, but it's still nice. You sit outside and you can hear the lions or, or the, the hyenas can walk past a camp fence or something like that. So it's, you really do feel like you're part of the bush. Oh, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> so far as we've been talking, we've been focusing mostly on travellers with mobility impairments. Do you have the facilities to um, accommodate people with other disabilities, the hearing impaired, people like myself who are sight impaired? Um, we, we're small companies, so we started off to specialise in, in physical disabilities. But we have had people with vision and uh, impairments and hearing um, problems. Um, we haven't specialised in it, but we're open um, for any suggestions and expanding and any ideas you have, we're very open to. Um, and if you have any special requests, you know, it's always the best, I think, that you contact us. And then we can tell you what we have done and you can tell us what you need. Um, and we can come up with and see how we can, you know, make it possible for, for everybody to join. Um, but unfortunately, I don't speak sign language or anything like that. Um, but very interested to learn. It's always great to learn and, and improve. And so we're open to, to any suggestions that people might have. It's good to hear that. If someone were to contact you, what advice would you give 
to an international traveler who, with a disability who's wanting to come to South Africa, what should they know before they arrive? Um, I think it's if they travel with us, we, we will make sure that you're taken care of full-time and you arrive and we will have had com- uh, communication by emails and prepare yourself to what you need and what you should take with you, etc. But I think in general for travellers, if they come by themselves as well, I would obviously recommend to make sure that you know uh, where you're going to, um, that you're prepared of the, the accommodations that you stay in, that they are what they say they are. Um, and check out the different um, times of years as well. What, um, you know, with heat restrictions, some people with certain disabilities struggle with heat. So you obviously want to avoid that, but some people also don't like it when it's too cold. So I think just watch what time of year you're coming and, yeah, just prepare yourself before. Email People are very happy to, to answer questions and ask for photographs um, and just prepare yourself. I think that's the best thing I could cite to, to advise. I was very impressed with the amount of information that you have on your website. I think you've got a very good kind of FAQ that gives a lot of the, the information up front. So I think it's a great starting point for anyone who's interested in coming to South Africa to make use of your services. How could people find your website? Where should they look for you online? Okay, we have uh, we uh, have a website which is called www.epic-enabled.com, and then for the guest house, the website is www.epic-guesthouse. It's just one word. dot com, um, or they can email us on info at epic hyphen enabled.com um, and then we also on Facebook and Instagram uh, under the handle of epic enabled um, or they can also contact me on my, my phone um, which is 27 for South Africa and then 73228285 and we're happy to to answer what we can <laughs> and just to be clear that's epic enabled with a d at the end that's right yes Great. I've got a final question, and it's it's quite a big question. Why do you think that service providers in the tourism and hospitality industries should accommodate the needs for travelers with disabilities? What is the business case for doing so? Um, I think we ourselves would like to build an inclusive society and I mean, you can't do that without including the disability travel sector as well. Everybody should be included. So I think it's it's the only way forward to to try um, to see not, obviously you can't, maybe um, everybody can be accessible to the same extent because let's say some houses have multiple steps and everything, but you can almost try in small spaces. Um, and I think just start off with, for instance, if you have a guest house, take out a step and make a ramp or something like that, start somewhere small. And it's if your um, accommodation or tours, whatever is accessible, it doesn't restrict you from having anybody else on tour. That means everybody can use it. It's not restricting, it's only opening your your market. So I think it's only a win-win if you try to include everybody. So you're, you're really making the point that accommodating the needs of persons who may need a few special accommodations is in fact making it easier for everyone concerned. 
absolutely. Because I mean, even you know, we we specialize now for people with wheelchairs and things. But uh, it's also helpful that we have shower chairs in our showers because sometimes we get people which are just a bit old or frail, and they like to sit down as well or have a grab rail to hold onto or just somewhere to guide. Or if you had an operation and you need to recover, so it can all be used for for lots of people. And it, and if you don't need, it, you can just fold it away. So it doesn't, it's not really in the way of anybody else, um, but it just makes it possible to, to include everybody. And with the tours that you're doing, do you generally find that it's quite easy for you to find accommodation and restaurants if you're going that way um, or, or just facilities that can be accessible? Um not just uh, automatically, no. We obviously go into lots of details of making sure that the places we're going to use um, are fully accessible. Um, we don't just go on a new, to a new place and just take their word for it. We normally go and check the places out first or um, we insist on photographs to make sure that the places are accessible. And with our tours and everything, we obviously in the last couple of years and the last 20 years we've been doing this, um, we have established places which are great and accommodating um, same with restaurants. Uh, you need to just do the research over it beforehand. So, in fact, you're doing the research that many travellers with disabilities find they're spending quite a bit of time doing ahead of planning a holiday. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not just providing a tour solution, you're helping people save time in the planning as well. That's great. Sabine, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been really interesting to learn a little bit more about Epic Enabled, about the, the services you offer and the guest house. And we really hope that you go from strength to strength in the company as you go forwards. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Great. Today on A Different Way of Travelling, we've been chatting to Sabine Smith of the tour operator Epic Enabled in Cape Town in South Africa, a tour operator who specializes on tour solutions for persons with disabilities. So, if we're planning on going on safari, we need a way to capture our experiences of all that we see and do. And what better way to do that than with a camera? And let's join the team from Edit Microsystems to talk about an adapted digital camera. Today on the Travel Tech Corner, we're joined by Zoe Michalides and Gerard Erasmus from Edit Microsystems, and they're going to be sharing some information with us about a device that can be useful to travelers with disabilities. Welcome to the podcast, Zoe and Gerard. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's great to have you with us again for another section of this podcast. So what device are we looking at today? So we thought today we would look at um, an, adapt an adapted digital camera. Um, and the way that this camera is adapted is it can be activated by something called a switch. Um, and this is typically used for persons with physical disabilities somebody who's got a spinal cord injury, uh, multiple sclerosis, ALS, maybe cerebral palsy, or even somebody with a learning disability where they don't necessarily have good fine motor control. Um, and the reason why we thought to, to look at this, uh, this item was photos have become almost an integral part of uh, daily living. 
um, weirdly in our society. Uh, you can barely go you can barely go a day without somebody either trying to show you a photo <laughs> or or you yourself taking a photo. Or somebody putting you in one. Or somebody <laughs> putting you in one. <laughs> so so they really have become a, a part of life and, and a way of society. Um, you know, whether whether you are actually enjoying the the, the visual um the visual reward of it or not, um, and I say this for, for Carol who, who's sitting next to me because he's got a visual impairment, he's blind, and so you can imagine for him that the participation in photos really doesn't bring that much benefit, only except that he's being pushed around and told, told to smile. Um, but but it's, it's an important part of society, right? We, we can acknowledge that. And so we thought, you know, for persons with physical impairments who can't necessarily push that button um, on the smartphone, um, because that's really how we're taking most of our photos today. Um, is there a way that they could still take photos and capture those special moments um, that they're seeing? Um, and so, so what this camera does, um, and it's 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 designed by uh, BJ Live, but it it essentially you can attach a switch to it. So instead of pushing the button on the top, which you normally do to capture the image, you have a large button that you could either position on the tray table or you could position it. Um, near the head, all right, so as you knock your head slightly to the right, it activates the button and that then um, sends a message to the camera to capture the photo. Um, and so essentially what would happen was this camera would be mounted onto the wheelchair or onto the lap tray, um, and it's also good because it means that your smartphone is not hanging. Us from South Africa always being aware of our smartphones, you don't want that um, exposed just for anybody to come grab it as you're, as you're walking down the rolling down the promenade. So what sort of size is this camera that is that you, you're talking about? So um, in terms of megapixels, it's 12 megapixels and it's got an auto flash. Um, it's, uh, it's the regular size digital camera. I mean, how would you describe it? It's, you know, uh, 10 so centimeters by, gosh, it not still even. fits in the hand. It's fits in the a hand, yeah. camera. It's not a DSLR type. Super lens setup. Ex exactly it's that. Um, it's got an auto flash, five times digital zoom, um, and then it's got a four gig uh, SD card in it. Um, it comes with two AAA rechargeable batteries, um, and then obviously with the, the battery charger included. And the switch port that you connect it to would be a 3.5 mil um, switch port. And most people who've got physical disabilities, um, they would then they would decide or, or the carer or the, the assistive technology specialist might, might advise on what type of switch would be the best switch for them, um, depending on how they're going to activate it with their foot, with their knee, with their head. Um, just depends on their preference. And you, you did mention the manufacturer of the, the camera. Can you just repeat the name of the, the, the company? So that's BJ Live. Okay, great. Thank you. If people are interested in finding out more about the camera and the device, how can they contact Edit Microsystems? Yes, thank you. They can contact us by email. That'll be info at editmicro.co.za. That's I-N-F-O. And then Edit Micro is spelled E-D for education, I-T for information technology, and then micro, M-I-C-R-O dot C-O.za. Or they can contact us on 021 433 2520. 
That's great. Thank you, Herat. And as always, we do ask that if you do contact Edit Micro to find out more about the device, that you let us know or let them know that you discovered it through the podcast by quoting the reference ASA. Thank you. And if you do, there will be a discount in it for you. As always, we'd like to thank the team at Edit Microsystems for sharing some information with us about a digital device to help make travel easier for those of us with special needs. Now it's time for our travel quote. And this time our quote comes from American travel writer and humorist, Kasky Stinnett, who said, I love to travel. I hate having my life disrupted by routine. And I think that we can all agree that sometimes we feel just the same way if we're bitten by that travel bug. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of A Different Way of Traveling. It's always great to have you with us and we look forward to sharing more travel experiences and stories with you in the next episode. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za, on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa, and on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. Editing by Craig Strachan using Hinderberg software. Our theme music is by Lu Chil Chow, based on a motif by Lloyd Strachan. Credits read by Musa Izulu. Thank you for joining us on A Different Way of Traveling. We'll see you next time. Until then, happy travels.